0: Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code eight four four five four. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on six ten and FM one hundred three point nine KDAL.
1: 10-11, it is a Tuesday. Brusiski Show on KDAL, 30th of January, 2024. We are brought to you by Sanju, SanjuPolaris, Sanju.com, where the cars are, thanks to them. We are going to talk some baseball, because why not talk some baseball next hour? Head coach at UMD is Bob Rents. Get a season preview from him. I know a little early, they don't start here for another few weeks, but I know how it's going to be in February Very road-heavy for us, which means I won't be here as much and wanted to get Bob on uh, while we had the opportunity. But first, a big Bulldog basketball doubleheader at Romano Gym tonight. We'll uh, give you some more details on what's happening around those games. But first, let's talk about one of the games itself, and that's the women's game to lead it off at 530 against Minnesota State. Head coach of the Bulldogs is Mandy Pearson. Good morning.
2: Good morning. What's going
1: on? Uh, Not much. How are you?
2: I'm doing really well. doing really well. What's you know, the, Weird what, to have a game on a Tuesday in January. I was going to say, so
1: this is a this is strange. You're usually playing on weekends. What's the game day routine like on it for a weeknight home game for you?
2: <laughs> well, this is new, actually. We had to have a 7 a.m. shoot-around. Um, <laughs> Oh, because you can't miss class on the game to, or you know like for a home game I suppose to do a shoot round so that was the only time that we could get everybody there so we got in the gym and we got some shots up and there was good energy but now, now I go home and I hide from people until the game starts
1: <laughs> this sounds like something I would do <laughs> Just... yep yep just, just you know, kind of sit on my own and, and do whatever. That's what I when we're on the road. When we're on the road with the hockey team, that's what I'll just sit in the hotel and hide all day. We, I did that at Western Michigan. I didn't leave the hotel the whole day, uh, either day of the games. I just, <laughs> I just sat in my room. I went to the workout room, got my workout in, sat in my room, and watched Family Guy.
2: Wow, I, I'm not watching Family Guy. I watch film, but I just <laughs> well, um, I like to keep to myself on game days. My goal when that jump ball starts is that I am not irritated at all. I like. I don't know. I don't know if it's the right word, but I try to keep myself
1: calm all day. Hey, that, that's perfectly fair in, in all that. So, uh, sixth place in the conference at nine and five in league play. First off, what would you think of, of your games last weekend with Crookston and Bemidji at home?
2: I thought our team played, I, I mean, really well. We did some great things. The ball was moving and getting to the right people at the right time. You know, we knocked down some shots, which always makes a big difference. And so I just thought we offensively were super consistent and making the right basketball play, like we talk about that a lot. And then even defensively, I thought we were good again. You know, we had a great first half against the the second half I was a little angry. But uh, other than that, yeah, I was really happy with how we played.
1: Uh, what was the energy like in the gym? I, I I'd seen the Duluth News Tribune noted that there, there's local players on both those teams, and not, not that you don't have haven't had local talent through your program either, but but uh, the, the Crookston and Midgey both had some local players and maybe brought a little different energy into the building.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, they're up up in the upper part of the state of Minnesota, so they recruit this area too. But that, that's always fun because these are kids that maybe came to some of our camps when they were little and you know, I've known them for a little bit. I mean, not super well, but so it's fun for them to get into the gym, fun for them to get to play in front of their friends and family. I saw a, one of our campers from the summer team with a song that said, uh, let's go Bulldogs and Kieran. who's was cheering (laughs) cheering for (laughs) Kieran Platt. I thought that was adorable.
1: That is really cool. Talking to UMD women's uh, basketball head coach Mandy Pearson, I did notice as I was uh, you know, tracking the games over at Amsoil over the weekend. Uh, I think you had five players in double figures on on Saturday, four or five players in double figures on on Saturday. You know, you're, you're getting some balance offensively this year, which I know you knew you needed. What, what's that? How how's how have things offensively kind of grown as the season's gone on?
2: Honestly, I think everybody's getting a little bit better and everybody's learning to just make certain types of plays that work for them. You know, we're, we're trying to do some things with our post players so that they're getting better looks. And, you know, you're seeing Abby Johnson moving around a little bit more and Lexi Carghi is you know, being a little bit more physical when she's touching the ball inside. And, you know, our perimeter play is always strong. But they're learning, you know, when you get used to getting the ball to Brook all the time, they're trying to figure out, when do I need to be aggressive? When, can I, when should I throw the ball inside? And so I think they're doing a really good job of just growing as individuals too. So it's been fun. I, li- I like where we're headed. Is
1: that I, – I knew going – from our talk going in, you knew this was going to be kind of a season of growth. Has this happened the way that you saw it happening when you went into the season?
2: Honestly, I didn't have expectations of what that path would look like. Because every year that I've ever been coaching, there's a different girls' pattern throughout the course of the season. And you just hope that you're not going through that girls' pattern at the end of February. You know, So I think we hit ours a little bit at the end of December and, and early January, and they responded really well. I think it's hard. I think at one point we, we had went like we had three out of four of our games or losses. And for kids that have high expectations of success, that can be really damaging. And I thought that um, we've had people step up. We've had people get in the gym more. We've had people do some things that are that are making us better right now. So I've been really happy with that progress.
1: Uh, Madeline Granica was, was on the radio show last week. And, and, and I asked her, I mean, I think every time we've had – uh, a fifth year, whether it be you know hockey or, or basketball, or, or a sixth-year player in football here since the COVID year happened, uh, we've asked about. You know the decision process to come back because you never know. You know somebody gets through their four years and sometimes they've got their life planned out. They've got something, like a job lined up, and and you know, they want to move on with their lives from college. And they're they're not necessarily you know thinking about playing another year of athletics. But it feels like every time I've talked to one of your players that played a fifth year, it was like a no-brainer for them to come back. Whether it be Tatum Rhodes or, or Madeline Granica this year, Brooke Olson last year said the same thing. For you as a coach, I know this is going away. This is the last year, the fourth years can come back for a fifth year. What's it mean to hear that from your, the fifth-year players that come back that this was not even a question that they would want to do this?
2: Oh, i love that. i love that. And it wasn't even a question if I wanted them to be back either. You know, I think we – hopefully. I mean, I, I I see that we have a mutual respect for each other, and I just enjoy them. You know, I have fun with these girls – um, they make my life better so when when they decide to stick around for a, for a fifth year I'm pretty happy it's been challenging with recruiting you know that's really some, some issues within that and um, you know not having the dollars to bring in new people so that can be a little bit challenging but you know, it's so much fun having them around for this year I, I always joke that everybody always leaves me Like I get like four years with people and then they're gone so that's kind of been my running joke so it's been fun to have
3: them here for five years
1: uh, for for you, and, I, and I've talked to some hockey coaches about this because I think it's affected hockey in some different ways maybe than, than, than other sports, but uh, you, you mentioned it's been a little bit of a challenge on the recruiting side and, and trying to to balance your roster every year and make sure that you've got the right number of players and, and, and everything. You know, you know, is this maybe in some respects welcome for you that this is going to go away and, and it's maybe more coach, less GM going forward for you?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think just to get back on track, sorry, my dog, because I, you know, I came from Division three, so I had to navigate and start learning how to, you know, do the whole scholarship thing, and then COVID, I just started to get the hang of it, and then COVID happened, so then I had to adjust, so it'll be, I think, good for me mentally just to get back into, you know, the normalcy of what, division two
1: recruiting looks like uh, a couple more here for UMD women's basketball head coach Mandy Pearson Minnesota State tonight 530 Romano gym uh for game one of this massive double header you guys went down there in November and, and you beat them 75 64 in their gym they have not lost since they've won 14 straight games I know this is a challenge tonight but uh, you know specifically a couple things that you you maybe some keys you need to lean on from your group in tonight's game
2: you know, Mankato—they're going to run and jump press. They're physical. Uh, they create a lot of turnovers, and so we have to take care of the basketball. They rely so heavily on scoring off of, you know, turnovers. And so, if we can be smart and take care of the basketball, we can get some decent looks offensively. But to get past that, the usual looks can be really challenging. And the big. The most difficult part for anybody when they're playing against Nintendo is they're so physical and then you turn it over and you gotta get right back up again get the ball and then they're gonna be physical. And so there's there's a lot of mental toughness that comes into play when you play against this team. And we saw that that we had that when we were down there and so I'm you know, hopeful that we can make good decisions and make the right plays and then you gotta hope that that the ball goes in the hoop and we can play some defense.
1: It feels like when you were down, if I remember right, when you were down there, I think they turned you over like 25 times, whatever it was, but they didn't turn that into a lot of of offense at the other end because you did such a good job getting back and limiting their transition game, right?
2: Yeah, and that's what you have to do. So, I mean, you know, force them to score within their offense. Because they're used to, like, you know, they're a high energy team. So when they can score multiple baskets off of turnovers, like, they get a lot, a ton of energy, um, and all those things. And we, we try to play at our pace. Like if you try to play at their speed, you know, you're in trouble. And so we slow it down. And, you know, when we slow it down, then we have a tendency to get to the free throw line a little bit more against them. But when we play their pace, they're so fast that, you know, it's hard for officials to see some of those things. And so that's really challenging.
1: tonight, Bulldogs and Minnesota State Mavericks. The uh, game one of a doubleheader with the men following at 7.30. Uh, Thanks for the time. Good luck tonight, all right? Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Mandy Pearson, head coach, UMD women's basketball team. Appreciate her taking some time out of her game day routine to join us. 5.30 for the women versus Mankato tonight, then the men at 7.30. And by the way, I haven't mentioned this, but if you've heard the ad, you, you might be aware. They are doing a contest tonight where one lucky fan at halftime of each game is going to have a chance to win $10,000 courtesy of Northwestern Mutual. So, another, you know, as if the good basketball that you'll see isn't enough, maybe a chance to pocket some cold hard cash might entice you as well. Should be a nice night. Head on up to UMD's Romano Gymnasium. UMDBulldogs.com has the tickets as the Bulldog women take on Minnesota State Mankato at 530. The men at 730. I mentioned the women have won 14, uh, Mankato's women, by the way, have won 14 straight games. Every one of those wins has been by double uh, digits since that 11-point loss to UMD in Mankato. The Bulldog men... 4th uh, in the Northern Sun, 10-4 and four in league play, 15-5 and five overall. They were in Mankato on December 19th and lost 100-96 in overtime. Uh, Mankato at that point in the season was unbeaten. Now, right now they are only a once beaten on the campaign. So a big challenge for the men as well this evening. Uh, but a game that they had a chance to seal with some free throws. I know we talked to Justin Wick this morning down the hall and uh, then they just uh, could not get the stops that they needed in overtime, and Minnesota State found a way to win that game. So we'll see if the Bulldog men can turn the tables tonight, 7.30 for that game at Romano Gym. We are going to talk some baseball coming up. Speaking of which, Twins do pull off a trade. Jorge Polanco to Seattle. Four players in cash make their way to the Twins as a result of that trade. And Derek Falvey saying last night that cash is going into the 2024 roster, so more moves coming with pitchers and catchers reporting in roughly three weeks. 10:24, 24 UMD baseball coach Bob Rents coming up next on the Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Big Ten basketball when we come back
0: how much can you save when you shop cub let's just say you might need a bigger cart we've lowered prices so you save more on essential every day it's easy to see the savings across the aisles from pantry products to frozen foods to delicious dairy and more your family will love it guaranteed or your money back shop cub and save today my cub my way See store for details. For the first time ever, Minneapolis will be hosting the Big Ten men's basketball tournament.
1: The Target centers the venue from March 13th through 17th. The vice president of men's basketball for the Big Ten is Brad Taylor. He says the league's excited about bringing this marquee event to minnesota we're very excited i mean we this is the fifth time we've ever been you know different sites uh first time minneapolis uh first time we've been outside of the chicago chicago or indiana area since 2018 so bringing our brand to new areas i mean it's not really new because Minnesota's here so especially within our footprint it's something that's going to be great because we've got iowa we've got wisconsin we've got minnesota you got i mean i had to drive from chicago so it's not only a five and a half hour drive so we've got a lot of people that can still drive to the uh, to the event, so we're just hoping that you know we we get a great crowd from everybody coming here, and I know that you know work past working with the Final Four, the fans come, and this is a great sports town, and we're hoping that you know they get they can take two weeks out of their busy schedules to one go to the women's tournament, and then next week come to the men's tournament. That's Brad Taylor, the vice president of men's basketball for the Big Ten. For more info on the Big Ten men's basketball tournament, including ways to buy tickets, which are still available, you can log. On on to big10.org. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm.
0: Take us with you on your mobile with the free KDAL radio app.
2: It's all I listen to.
1: 1031. The sun's still trying to peek through downtown on a mild Tuesday. So let's talk some baseball. Why not? my well, baseball team is getting set to kick off its 2024 season of the month of February. And we will hear from the Bulldogs head coach, Bob Rents, after we hear from CBS News 1031 on KDAL.
0: The Bruce Siski Show. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL.
1: 10.37. Later on this week, Bulldog softball kicks off this weekend. Head coach Lynn Anderson, senior Kiana Bender later on this week omaha hockey coach mike gabinette and umd men's hockey player tbd as well i'll be out the rest of the week they will have some uh, best of content mixed in there along with those conversations that i just rattled off for you but uh, joining us now as we get closer and closer to the start of the spring sports season in the twin ports head coach of the umd baseball team is bob rents good morning
3: good morning bruce
1: uh, so I'm, I'm picturing you know all these ice fishing enthusiasts and skiers and snowmobilers. They get up in the morning and they, they open up their phone. They go to the weather app and they check the long-range forecast. They look at it and they're shaking their fists. They're so mad. What's a baseball coach thinking as he's looking at the long-range forecast right now for Duluth?
3: He wakes up smiling and he goes to bed smiling. So we're pretty, pretty, darn, pretty darn excited um, about the possibility, but yet uh, realistic to know that uh, there's probably some moisture that will happen between now and uh, late March. So uh, it is encouraging. It's easy, I think, for the guys to have the, to kind of sustain the, the excitement level, you know, I think, uh, knowing that we're way ahead of the last couple of years.
1: Now that's the thing you, you know I, I, and from talking to you and, and Lynn and, and her predecessor Jen Walter before I, I, I'm just I marvel at, at the, the hoops that have to get that you guys have to jump through sometimes to get all your even a, a good chunk of your games in that are supposed to be played around here. So you know for you, how difficult is that process in a year like let's, let's say last year where I know things got better but the first part of the year was really challenging.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, at moments, notice things change as far as where you're going to play, um, when you're going to play. And so, you know, guys are, you know, guys that are in the program, they're used to it. Uh, they're We talk about being adaptable and you never know what challenge you're going to face. Um, this is life, right? Um, we have great preparation, I think, for the unknowns ahead. And so, you know, having a, a weather situation right now compared to last year, we're actually the other way. We're kind of thinking, okay, do we have to start uh, game planning for maybe possibly hosting games um, up here earlier than we ever have? Um, so that's that's an awesome reality, that I think, that we're living right now. Um, it, it makes life easier when you, when you play at home, let's put it that way, uh, on a personal and a professional level. Uh, so we are definitely hoping to not be uh, – That'd be like last year for uh, for a handful of years here. We'd we'd love to have the the tide turn in our favor.
1: I'm trying to remember. Did you get to play at Bulldog Park at all last year, or all your home games at Wade?
3: Uh, we did not play at Bulldog Park. Uh, we ended up playing seven home games, and they were all down at Wade Stadium. So um, awesome to play at home. Uh, we would love to be on campus, but very fortunate to have you know Wade as a, as a, a great resource to to stay in town.
1: How um, much- when made? So go ahead. I say, how much of a game changer was that turf for you guys? Just to the at least you know that that you know when the weather when because it, it it's not an if that time of year when the weather was lousy. At least you've got the <laughs> option of some turf that that's going to be more available than grass.
3: It it's really valuable. Uh, it has changed our program. um You know, from a recruiting standpoint, um, from a games played standpoint. Um, and it's and it's easier on the fans too um, to know you know that you are going to be playing uh, that you can go to a stadium that uh, obviously has has some uh, some good character to it and is easy for fans to to access the the environment so. Definitely something where, uh, we're happy to be able to utilize, and fortunate the city is, is able to have as much programming there as
1: possible. Talking to UMD baseball coach Bob Rents, reflections on 2023. Uh, the, the league season a, a little rough for you guys, but, but you did get a, a bunch of games in and a lot of experience for some young players.
3: Yeah, uh, last year, kind of doing a quick synopsis of that, we, we got injured, our older guys, especially on the pitching staff, got injured early on. We had a really good trip to down in a spring break trip down in Florida where I think we we possibly had a, a winning record coming back um, from that, which is really strong for us. Uh, but we did suffer some significant injuries. Um, starting catcher, who was an all conference performer, Trevor Gustafson, got hurt. Um, some some junior and senior pitchers got hurt down there as well. So we really had to shift, uh, shift guys up in the depth chart side of things, and they happened to be, you know, young guys. And the young guys performed well. Now we want to have that be a springboard into, you know, seeing more significant time here um, as second-year players this spring. So that does produce some excitement. Um, and, and some of the older guys that are back healthy, if we can sustain that health, I think that's going to allow us to be more consistent in, in, the, in the conference play
1: you know i mentioned that yeah this is it's great experience for young players it can also be very frustrating for young players as they're as they're trying to navigate the the choppy waters of the northern sun conference and in their first second year of college baseball you know how do you how do you balance maybe a little bit of failure for some guys but they're also gaining experience and and hopefully finding some some you know some small victories along the way to gain some confidence
3: Definitely, I, I I come back to uh, I guess a, a couple different situations where I would take mound visits when there would be a freshman pitcher that uh, was in the game and maybe had been struggling. I would head out there and they were just so wound up because the game was going so fast. Um, you know, mentally it was going really really fast, so it really didn't allow them to have their skill set kind of uh, shine through, and so. You know, each and every day that they're in our our program, they're at the next level, the college level, um, the game seems to slow down more and more. So we got to see more of that towards the tail end of the year, um, which is really encouraging. Um, But yet we've got to make sure that we remind them that, hey, this is what they've faced, this is how they did um, improve, and that we've got to make sure that they have that confidence um, at the forefront, knowing that they've they've gone through this before so that they can – you know, ultimately I think perform I think a little bit more relaxed when they are out there so we're excited for that to, to take foot here.
1: On preseason conference notes they recognize left-hander Braden Buttweiler from your pitching staff as your pitcher to watch in 2023. Tell me about his 2020 or 2024 sorry tell me about his 2023 and, and what your expectations are of him this spring.
3: Yeah he's an entertaining left-handed pitcher um, he, he has a lot of energy um, he, he thinks the game really really well uh, he's got a good skill set as a pitcher as far as being able to uh, change speeds and has command. Um, and so he was a transfer for us. Um, he has uh, he has relatives. He's originally from Las Vegas, but he has relatives um, in Minnesota. So we were fortunate to get him um, and to see him go out there and perform. It wasn't long for us to see that he was going to be kind of the focal point of our starting staff last year. And so... Uh, from his standpoint, um started strong. I think uh, he would love to finish stronger than he did last year, so that's a focal point of his moving forward you know to this year. Um, we do anticipate him taking the ball kind of at the front end of of every weekend series. Uh, so having a guy that uh, has proven he can have success and now um, take another step forward, I think that gives us you know a ton of confidence at the front end.
1: How do you feel your pitching lines up behind him?
3: If we're healthy, then that means that we're throwing older guys that did gain experience last year, and so that means that we're that gives us a better chance of being more competitive. You know, after the first game of a series, uh, there'll be a couple young guys um, that that will see some some action, but we're really going to rely on some of our older uh, pitchers that are now healthy. So I, I think we're going to be able to be uh, I think a tick or two better on the pitching side of things, and that's really the focal point you know for our program to to perform better when it's all said and done at the end of the year in the conference is we've got to we've got to be more consistent on the mound. so i think we have a chance of of making that happen this spring.
1: Talking to UMD baseball coach Bob Rentz, Ethan Cole, your position player to watch out of Duluth East and a guy that, that put up really strong numbers for you last season, hitting three forty six, a four eighteen on base percentage. He's some speed too, leading the team in triples and stolen bases. Hey, tell me about Ethan Cole and, and what you think you you can see from him here this spring.
3: A very intelligent ball player that has uh has really done a great job of maximizing his potential. And so, uh, to be honest with you, Bruce, we, we didn't slate him um, to be uh, uh, an every-game starter at the beginning of the year, but things unfolded the way they did, um, and he took the opportunities and ran, and, and he really carried our team offensively for a good portion of the year. Um, so it was really fun to watch him you know, continually get better as the season went on and be really, you know, one of the top players in the conference at the end of the year. So we anticipate him, you know, hit the ground running here. Uh, he's capable of playing multiple positions. He's able of helping us a little bit on the mound as well. So uh, he, he is a foundational piece. Uh, I guess I, I, I've said that before, you know, this year when people have asked about him, he really is something that we're building around. Um, he's a constant, uh, like I said, really a team first guy. And and takes care of his business and is able to help uh, the younger guys uh, all along the way as well. So, um, can't really say enough about him as far as uh, you know the work that he's put in and and how well he performed last year. Um, and, and knowing that uh, we've got plenty of guys around him that he hasn't be he doesn't have to be the full fo- you know the focal point, but we know that he's very consistent he's going to be able to give us a great chance of winning ball games in a couple different avenues there.
1: Maybe a couple more guys, if you would, from around the diamond that you think have a chance for a big 2024 season for you.
3: Trevor Gusterson, uh, so he was a, a senior catcher last year that got hurt down in Florida. Um, he had been a, a second-team all-conference uh, the year before that, and so he's back. Um, we anticipate him being kind of a middle of the lineup type of guy. uh, John, uh Lynch um, Troy Lynch is going to be a new first baseman for us, left-handed bat that has some has some power, and he's capable of, you know, kind of being a uh, you know I, I think a a thumper in the middle of the lineup there. Um, and and then we have a freshman, uh, Joey Flom uh, that is originally from Eden Prairie. We think that he has a chance of coming in and help us at a couple different spots in the infield, knowing that we graduated Alex Waterman. Um, that's going to help us, I think, um, be a little bit more. Uh, deep throughout the infield positions so that we can mix and match a, a couple different things uh, from the two-way guys so we do have some guys that are position players on the mound and so uh... we're gonna be able to use them i think on the pitching staff uh... It gives us a little bit more flexibility to use some of those two-way guys on the pitching staff more than we maybe did last year uh... michael gabbard he he filled in for trevor gustafson as a freshman catcher he's back this year and he had a really strong um... freshman year so those those are some of the guys, along with the senior uh, Jack Puder. Uh, we're going to move him to the outfield from the middle of the infield, and, and we're excited to have him. I, I think really take off, you know, even more offensively. So there's some pieces, Bruce, to our offensive lineup that we feel really, really good about. Um, like I said before, if we can get just a little bit better, you know, on the mound, a little bit better, you know, defensively and, and as well um, offensively, I think we have a chance of. Of a really, I think surprising um, some of the expectations that other people have for us.
1: Uh, you got four games in Kansas against Southwest Minnesota State, February twenty fifth and twenty sixth, and your uh, trip to Florida for ten more games in the Sunshine State. Fourteen games before your first official conference game against Sioux Falls on March sixteenth. What do you hope to learn about your group before you get into league play?
3: Try to try to get our pitching staff roles kind of established. You know we look to give some guys uh, a lot of guys' opportunities in those first fourteen games, and then once we get back from that Florida trip kind of have uh, have roles solidified for the offense and yet know a little bit more about uh, you know the the offensive skill set of some of the freshmen to see where they can help us along the road here once we get into the heart of the conference season. so uh, look to look to get as many guys opportunities as possible um, and then ultimately, as a coaching staff, use that information. to to put them in the best position possible in the conference season when we get back from Florida. All
1: right, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Best of luck this season. We'll talk to you as we get into the spring. Awesome. Thanks, Bruce. Have a great day. Bob Rents, head baseball coach at UMD. I'll be home for a while, but you can always track the schedule and how they're doing at UMDBulldogs.com. 1050 brought to you by Sanju. sanju Sanju.com or thanks to them. We'll wrap it up in a moment.
0: KDAL. That's pretty much my news. Streaming live on the KDAL mobile app. 10:59.
1: I'm out the rest of the week with the uh, Omaha road trip coming up. actually leaving tomorrow afternoon with the family. So Dave will have some best of content. Also, UMD softball senior Kiana Bender, head coach Lynn Anderson, Omaha hockey coach Mike Gabinett, and UMD men's hockey player TBD. All that to come and more the rest of this week. I'll be back in studio Monday. Everyone have a wonderful week. Brad and Kenny up next. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.
0: This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well.